Did y'all see that touch up my appearance button? Yeah. I'm going to put my filter on because I got a little beautiful for you guys. Yeah, I see that shit is actually, it has a filter over my face. That's crazy. Listen, listen. This is the world we live in. Nobody even knows what anybody looks like anymore. That's probably a good thing. Oh, my God. Yo, Rick just put the filter on. I could tell right away. (laughs) This nigga looking like baby face. You are now listening to Decoding 40. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. It's that time of the week where you tune into us. This is the Decoding 40 podcast. And this week, I'm your host, Vincent Perez, and I'm joined here with my two well-esteemed colleagues. It's your boy, L.O.Dot, a.k.a. The Voodoo Ranger. This is Alaric. This is Alaric. This is Alaric. Okay, you sound a little muffled there. You sound like you, you, sound like you had just been drinking too much the first one sounded like you had been drinking. even with the sound muffle yeah. this, this is <laughs> it's that time of the show where we do a little housekeeping so make sure that you head over to decoding40pod.com and get some of our fly merch as always we always got the dope t-shirts hats we got mugs you know we're, we're in that season right now we're right bet- you know we're right at the end of summer fall starting to come out we get we might have some cool nights out there so it's time to get that hoodie so get it popping decoding40pod.com make sure you get it we got all colors all styles support the podcast and uh, make sure that you listen every friday we got a new episode that comes out in the morning time tune in make sure you got on headphones it is not work friendly sometimes and you don't need to get fired listening to decoding 40 because uh, we will not be able to help you out if you lose your job because of us. And with don't that, try to us for child support or none of that shit. Yeah, we don't have it, son. I'm telling you right no now. Work is comp and nothing. Nothing, nigga. You get nothing. You get some more episodes. Hey, you can listen while you're off. <laughs> tell, them how, tell them how to, to just donate and throw us some cash. Yeah, you know what? You can go over to Dollar Sign Dakota 40 and cash app us a donation. We'll take all your donations 25 cent, 50 cent. Although we like the. Ch- we, although we like the kind that we although we like the donations that jingle, we do like the ones that fold. You know the movie that's from? After you butchered it, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Butchering brought to you by wine. I've <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Portugal. Portugal, the fine wines of Lisboa. What movies are from? I don't know. Trading places. Coming no. to America. Stop it. Yeah. Very oh. good. Very good. Rick, you know, I want to take your card. Your assignment <laughs> this week. Revoked, listen, your assignment this week is to see all of Eddie Murphy's <laughs> movies from the 80s, starting with Trading Places. I've I've mm. seen them all. Yeah, you got to see them again. Uh, you know what was on the other day? That was on the other day, Coming to America. It's, on, it's actually on Netflix right now. Go see it. The original oh, is Coming it? to America. Yes. The original. Um, not too. Yeah. But um, again, make sure you listen and always tune into us every Friday. And you can hit us up, Dakota and Foddy. Dakota and Foddy. I sound Foddy. like I, I sound like I'm from Boston. Let me get a shot in that beer. Also, that, that, that's for our that's for our Boston constituent out there who listens to the show very, very much. So I love you guys. Actually, shout out to Boston. The streams are going up. Okay, shout out to Boston. All right. 
where the uh, late great guru comes from. So make sure that you listen to us and uh, reach out to us at uh, what's the number again? 619-940-4040. Yes. Leave a text, leave a message. So holler at us, man. We love to hear from you guys. And with that, let's start the show. Who wants to go first? Who wants to check in first this week? Uh, so as I sit here, I am still mending a broken back. It's not broken, but it is definitely strained. <laughs> you need the back out of me. Yeah. Definitely Doctor need the back out of me. Messed around and uh, helped one of my cousins move to uh, her new apartment, her new beautiful apartment. And while the, the move wasn't extensive, and it really wasn't, this 50-year-old body is not built like it used to be. So, um, yeah. 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 So about halfway through the move, my back was like, uh, excuse me, sir, but uh, <laughs> you don't have the body of the, this. you don't have the same body that you had 30 years ago. And your knee was was whispering like, nigga, you know, we're next. <laughs> listen, if you don't listen to the back, we next. <laughs> yeah. So I did what? heed my body and, and stop lifting things for the most part but um i was telling ben i think i have been a part of easily almost 40 moves in my mm. moving career from 40 moves college from college to pension 50 like yeah and i always say what i should have done was create a, a moving service yes because i would have been hella paid wow but, 40 move 40 moves just what you'd call it 40 moves 40 moves. But, and this is probably because I lived in Nashville and there was a lot yes. of young people. Of course. So, and we, you know, constantly moving, constantly moving. I thought it was high at like a dozen, maybe a dozen oh, moves. No. Uh, but I stopped that in my late 30s. Well, if somebody asked me to help them move, I said, I'm like, well, you want me to Google a moving company for you? You want me to <laughs> yeah. do some I research? Told, uh, I told El. Angelus? I told L earlier before you got before you you checked in before you got on the, on the mic with us. I told him I was like, "Yo, I'll help you if it's moving in your house." Like you called me, he's like, "Van, I need help to move something around the house, nigga." Right. When you cross the threshold, it's time to call a moving company, nigga, because I can't do nothing. <laughs> I'm not I'm not walking on a thin ass ramp with my old fifty year legs, nigga. You you fuck around and fall and twist or. The shit don't listen. You can't take That's no you can't take no dresser on falling on top of you at our age. Fuck around and be in traction, sipping out of right. a sippy cup at, at the hospital. So this cousin has the uh, uh uh distinguished distinction of being the very last move that I yes. uh, will be uh taking part of. I mean, unless you want me to supervise and just tell people to pick that up, move that over there, <laughs> put that yeah. on the truck, Yo. take that off the truck. I can do that from now on. L will be playing the role of the uncle who's eating a plate while he's telling <laughs> motherfuckers, go ahead, go ahead and move that over there, right there. Mm -hmm. But God, exactly. who bought these wings? Who made these wings? Exactly. I, I'm, telling, stuff. I'm not with it. But what I, I noticed something funny while um, I was standing in the truck at that point, I had stopped moving furniture. This old man, older man, who had to be, if not 80, but he was a white gentleman, so you, I, he could have been 50 looking. I don't know. They age differently. <laughs> Benjamin Buttons. You ran into Benjamin right. Buttons and shit. You know how old this nigga is. Right. He literally, his back was bent. He could not stand up straight and just oh, wow. was barely walking. Offered to help move. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, wow. I think sweet gesture, enough, but incredibly meaningless, sir. Like, stop yeah. it. Just keep it's, shuffling along. I'll get these. Uh, uh, I'll get the uh, 
I'll get the toaster. <laughs> right. I'll hold I up I, the toaster wire. I'm sorry. Can I use your facilities? I think I just shit myself because I haven't moved <laughs> anything that heavy <laughs> in 15 years. I'm 80 years old. Look at my question mark back. So I, I just I, I found that incredibly funny, but also mm. like knock it off. Nobody knock it, right. knock it off white this man. move. But moving on, um, in terms of health, I don't know where you guys are on reading ingredients of uh, the products that you buy in the supermarket. Everything. But I've, I've moved the needle probably more to an aggressive side where I'm reading all the ingredients. I'm getting to the point where there's not going to be much more I can eat. Because now that I'm <laughs> reading the shit that's in the food, I'm, I'm putting so much stuff back on the shelf. It's ridiculous. And there's a, a, a byproduct or an ingredient called soy lecithin that is now in just about everything that i would normally eat and it is what is that it's a genetically modified soy so there's two things i i literally will not even entertain is high fructose uh syrup and soy and g well there's three soy and gmo so you don't Mm -hmm. drink soda you don't drink any of that stuff anymore no no just water water there is a soda that i do drink that doesn't have high fructose syrup you guys are welcome to know what it is it's called gus grown-up soda what which is, is really good bottle no it's like five dollars oh no eight dollars for a four pack something like that but yeah all the cookies and i'm i'm talking about cookies from the healthy aisle not even i'm not talking about like chips ahoy or oreos or anything like that although i think oreos fall under the vegan category so maybe that's what i need to go back to um yeah but soy is still vegan yeah that's true so i gotta look to see if it's in there it but probably is. Whole Foods doesn't sell uh, Oreo, so I have to go to Target. Is a brand called Nature that makes? Yeah, I'm, a, a very I'm familiar good, with that. Yeah. Do they do they have a good chocolate chip cookie though? It's almost or Oreo type. Oreo. Yeah. Almost, Yo, almost hold up. <laughs> is that what they call it? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Fuck up. It's hold almost up. Oreo. Hold up. Didn't one of you motherfuckers <laughs> bring something like that to the studio a long time ago? I think that was Voldemort. That might have been somebody else. They tasted like wood chips with cream in the middle. Yeah. They yeah. were horrible. And he horrible. was trying to convince himself that they were good. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. I'm not doing none <laughs> of that shit. Nigga, if I want a fucking Oreo, I want a chip so I'm going to eat a chip so I don't give a fuck. I don't care anymore. Yeah. You kidding me? Well, here's, here's what I have. I would, I'd rather not even, if before. I'm not going to eat that, I don't want, I don't want the substitution. Don't give me almost Oreo or almost chips ahoy and none of that shit. I don't want none of that right. shit. Like, if I want ice cream, I'm probably just going to eat ice cream, even though I'm lactose intolerant, even though it has all the crap in it. Listen, but right. if I, I want something, ice cream. <laughs> well, you know, if I want something that's uh, sweet and just to kind of meet a craving that I have, I don't want to necessarily jump off the, the, the building yeah. just trying to satisfy this craving. And to be honest, I'm, I'm at an age where I can't do that, right? Because the pounds don't come off as easily. The body is moving and functioning a lot different than it used to. So I got to be careful with that. You can you can but, probably have a dark chocolate if you if you like chocolate. Like a I do, dark but it's like salt chocolate is pretty good. I, no, I'm 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 a I'm a big fan of milk chocolate. Like milk chocolate yeah, is. Of course we are. I, yeah. I am too. But I'm saying this is a substitute. Dark chocolate is not as bad for you as milk chocolate right. is. And there's something also called cacao that I eat occasionally, okay. but it it does not. Cacao? It, it doesn't satisfy. I wish it was cacao, but it's cacao. 
<laughs> What's that shit you smoking? <laughs> Cacao. <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot of alternatives out there, and some of them are good, and some of them are really not good. But it's a matter of like figuring out which ones will satisfy those cravings. Because I think that those nature cookies are pretty fucking good. Like really? If, All right, I'll try it again. If somebody, if, if somebody just put them out and I didn't know that they weren't Oreos, I would just assume that they were Oreos. Before you ate them or after you ate them? I'm going to tell after you right I now. Ate them. You I would just that's, assume that's that coming from a, But that's coming from a person who had... When's the last time you had Oreo? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I rest um, my case. Listen, you got brand new taste buds. They are they are not even they're not even <laughs> you have virgin not, taste buds, my friend. Yeah, no, your no, taste buds are I've, brand I've new. Had, I've had Oreos definitely within within the last six if weeks. If you say more, more six, oh, weeks. six weeks, okay. okay. All right, okay, fine, okay. fine. No. So actual Oreos. Yeah, actual Oreos. Oreos. Oh, yeah. Not not I mean, Hydrox. Not Hydrox, nigga. No, no, no. My kids love Oreos. And, okay. and, uh, and are we talking about yeah. Oreos minis or actual Oreos? <laughs> well, it came it was, it was just a, a four-pack. They had a four-pack, and I stole one. Yeah, so I ate I ate one of their Oreos. So you had one taste? Oreo? Or How you stole from it? one? You stole one from each of them? That I, yeah, that I can remember. All right. Mm. I'm so, sorry, I just wanted to yeah, get you on the, the last six weeks. Both of your kids. Yeah. Sorry, thank yeah. you. Yes. No further questions. Yes, I will. I will steal a kid's. <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. It's very easy to distract them. So <laughs> look over there. Snack from the kid. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I had four. Now I have two. You greedy fuck. <laughs> now you miss one another. You're not good at counting. <laughs> this yes. is what I tell. Them. <laughs> You're terrible at math. Oh my god. All right. And the last thing I will check in with is some good news. I got a, uh, a I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it. It said that ten thousand dollars of my student loan had been cleared. Wow. Wow. You're one of the ones. I am one of the ones. But that was a short lived, good feeling experience because I get online and I see that someone had three hundred thousand of their loans cleared. And I'm like, oh. Joe, you got to do better. <laughs> well, how'd they get 300000 I don't know, but I have been scouring the internet trying to find ways to get the rest of this uh, loan. Uh, these Was their names down. Whitey McWhitey? No, these are black folks. It was a wow. couple of them, too. Yeah. Oh, man. So um, I'm, I'm happy for the $10,000 that was cleared, but I have quite a bit to go, uh, Joe Byron. And if you want my vote, you know what to do. That's all I'm going to say about that. This is Leon. That's my check-in, and I'm done speaking. Merch drop! You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. Yeah, man, I, I got a short check in this week. I am uh, back home, came back on Saturday. And on Sunday, we had like a little get together for my son at the house, had family over. And um, it's just like you, you, I come off the road and you want to get some rest, but I'm immediately thrust back into daddy mode and, and trying to get this thing together. So there's like a run to BJ's to go pick up supplies. There's cleaning up the 
the the outside, cleaning up the backyard, making sure that the dad stuff's clean, cleaning up the front yard, getting the food. Well, we didn't we didn't really have to put too much food together because um my my wife's sister's mom made a shit ton of food. Um, so even, even the stuff we were planning on grilling, nobody was even looking at the grill because there was so much food on the table that why would you even ask for a salmon burger? Full disclosure, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, his sister-in-law's mother, right? Yeah. Can fucking cook. She's a yeah. good cook. She makes some really yeah. good food. Cause I've had, I've and, a lot of food. and a lot of it, yo, it was like pulling, pulling out entrees from like, Magic, nigga, it was like snap. It's there. It was delicious yeah. food. Very good food. Very I, good. I I like what he, I talked to Rick yesterday. He said he and his wife had asked her not to cook as much food, and it seemed like <laughs> she cooked one less dish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that. We were like, yeah, last time it was a lot of food. You know, we we just had too much, and she was like, okay. I won't cook. I got much. you. And like she probably <laughs> left off one dish. She she cut the salad in half. Yeah, but the rest of mac and cheese, oh, mac and cheese, I love jerk it. chicken, stew chicken, oh, two types of fish, and macaroni and cheese. She had thinly and, uh, sliced. I'm, I'm looking forward to experiencing this food. Um, no, I, you I, you really do. I know. I kick myself because Sunday I just. I was literally in the bed like, I am not going to move. And otherwise, I'd be at the crib like, listen, <laughs> we're here. I'm going to need to go lay down in the bed. So uh, please. Real talk. Up. When The first time I experienced it was when Rick had Thanksgiving and I came over there. And, you know, I'm a person. You, It's all culture. You know, we don't come empty handed. We come with something. So mm -hmm. I think me and my wife made some food. I think I might have made some arroz con gandules or something like that. Rice and beans because I know the kids like rice and beans. And we pull up. There was no room for our shit. There was no room on the table. <laughs> there was no room on the table. And she was sitting there like, checkmate, nigga. I mean, the food was wonderful. Like, really, honestly, it was really, really good. Like, I wasn't complaining about the food. It was just yeah. like, yo, she had the whole spread on lock. And then shit in reserve. Yes. And just for the audience, just so you can picture it, this is not a small dining table. It's a six-seat. No dining table and the entire top is full yes. of mm. food various yeah. dishes i barely fit my little uh curry shrimp on there yeah <laughs> um, it barely fit on there listen um, we, we had mad food we left it was, it, was just, it was crazy she does some catering so you know hit us up if you want uh some information on her her catering services oh so that, that might be an easier way to get get involved with that uh cuisine yeah yeah, mm -hmm. she'll look it up. She'll look it up. Um, so my son turned five. Uh, so this was like party number two of three. And the next one is happening this coming Saturday, inviting like all of his school and camp friends to uh, Domino Park in Williamsburg to let them go nuts in the playground and then feed them more sugar and let them continue to go crazy. And then we'll give them a bag of sugar to take home just you know, <laughs> as a treat for the parents. And uh, right to violate the parents. Yeah, yeah, because they you do it to us. So now here's your payback. Right. Here's mm -hmm. a big bag of sugar that's going to keep you yes. up all night. Yes, sir. I'll have. I'm ordering for a party. I'm going to have the extra high fructose corn syrup in the candy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just actually pour it on the bag. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you know who it's you guys are creating in your son, though. What's that? 
He's he's the guy that celebrates his birthday all month now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he, I think he was already that kid because he was reminding oh, us like a month out. <laughs> you know, my birthday's coming. You, you know what next month is, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's my that's, birthday. It's, that's basically it then. Like L L hit it on the head. If he's asking you months in advance, because my yeah. you know my, my youngest does that. Like you know, my birthday. Yeah, we know. It's it's in <laughs> yeah, eleven months. Know. We know. It's in eleven months. <laughs> we were there when you were we born. Were there yes. when we were born, exactly. We you know, yes, we right. No, he's he's right really enjoying. Point. He's really enjoying that, and and he's involving his sister in in his birthday celebration, and she's enjoying it um, too. So that's that's, that's nice. What else is going on? Oh, so I I just the reason why we're recording a little bit later than we were initially planned was because I was uh, I went to go see the film Oppenheimer. And uh, it was a 4.30 show, right? And I went to go see it in the Upper West Side. A friend of mine uh, had an extra ticket, so he he invited me to go. Just a couple hours notice. So I ran over there, uh, went to go see it. And uh, let me give a review of, of the film. It started off a little bit slow and a little bit weird. And I wasn't really enjoying it. But the entire film is about a buildup of tension to this moment where they create the most destructive weapon in human history. It's sort of insane when you think about the capabilities and motivations. And when they finally did unleash it, they unleashed it on an enemy that wasn't that level threat but they wanted to end the war and end it quickly. The thing that came to mind for me was when they set their mind to do something, things that are impossible, split an atom and create a weapon that can destroy the world, they will do it. They will get it done. It's kind of disturbing when you think about it because there's someone right now devising the next level weapon that could possibly destroy the world. And they're working on it diligently. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to do it before China or Russia or Brazil or they already India. Have it. Yeah, instead of trying to heal the world with that same ingenuity, we have someone right. who is willing to destroy it. Well, right. that's what medical right. insurance is for. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, that, that problem solved. <laughs> We still haven't fucking created the neutron bomb yet. You know what I mean? It's like, smoke <laughs> is, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It yeah, is, uh, the one, one, one of the things that was um, a, a big point in the movie was that there was a certain calculation that they came up with that they thought that it's possible that this chain reaction from this bomb exploding could destroy the entire world because the chain reaction wouldn't stop. It was, it was a, uh, Less than 1% chance that this could happen, but so they were like, fuck it, let's try it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, let's just try it. Let's Yo, this, this, is a, this is a Christopher Nolan film, correct? Yeah. I probably have liked 90% of the films that he's put out. Is, is it worth going, see, going to see? I would say yes. Okay. It's a great storytelling and I think there was some reversal in the thoughts ar- around the creation of this super destructive weapon um, in, in, from Oppenheimer himself. But I think they didn't really touch on the lives it destroyed enough. That's the only problem that I had because they 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 didn't really 
show images of what the destruction was like after they dropped this bomb on on these two bombs on Japan. They didn't really they didn't really touch on that. They didn't touch on the Native Americans that were displaced from the land and how they were, uh, you know, exploited and, and used to move chemicals that were hazardous and, and radioactive. They didn't really touch on that stuff. So it is another instance where they're celebrating whiteness and not really talking about how that has impacted others around the world. Here's my question. The majority of the scientists that were wrapped up in this uh, were German Jewish uh, scientists, correct? Well, um, was Oppenheimer and German Jew, or because I'm not nothing. He, it's not he's Jewish, but he wasn't. He he was American. The reason why I say that because again, it's not it's not about Jews more than it is the Jewish uh, people more than it is why they didn't try to drop that shit on Germany, considering what Germany was doing. Germany was already out of the war. All right, so all right, Germany. So the war, had, that, that's the their G- war was Germany over. was yeah. They had already Hitler was dead. Okay, so that was done. The Germans were done. It was yeah. just the Japanese were left. Okay, because that's one thing yeah. I was un- unsure in the timeline. Okay, and they right, weren't. So there was no surrender. one else to drop it on it. The Japanese? No, they were not going to surrender. Yeah, there there was talk of that. They said that the the other part of it was well, why didn't they just drop the bomb off the shore of Japan to show its mass destruction? And why didn't they do that first? Why didn't they sh- they give them a warning shot to see whether or not? Because and the crazy thing was, even after the first one, they didn't surrender. It took the no. second one for them to surrender, which was well, crazy. I, I think it was it was only I think it was. Th- here's the cr- the other crazy part is that they didn't drop the bomb like one after the other, or it wasn't a coordinated yeah, it was, yeah. attack where it happened. It was it was days in between. Yeah. So the first oh. one was meant to show the the extent of the destruction of the weapon that they now have and the second one was to show that they could do it again they could do it whenever they want like they could have literally dropped that bomb they could have dropped that bomb in the water and created a tsunami that probably would have created more devastation but less death than the actual death part like like again i don't know the science behind i don't know whether or not like if they dropped the bomb in the water or on top of the water or right before below water would have created whatever. But like it was a it was to me it was an overkill. Because at that I mean, point the Japan yeah. was weak anyway. Japan wasn't they didn't want to go, they didn't want to do a land invasion of Japan because they know it would have caused right. a lot of casualties. That's that was their basic uh, uh reasoning for the bomb. Right. But come on, man. They Anything short of a land invasion, Japan would not have surrendered. I mean, look, they the, the kamikaze pilots that they they invented that they invented mm-hmm. you know guys just they, we're just gonna crash your plane into this and that's your they mission was, they was way ahead of al-qaeda yeah they was way they, they, they was just like they right. was the they was the the originators of that shit i'm just saying i don't know the way that my uh loyalty and uh nationalism is set up i <laughs> i'm not the guy i I can't even understand the thinking and the psychology behind getting someone to willingly crash themselves in an airplane. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole culture. It's got to be something bigger than, you know, I really like living in the United States. <laughs> right. So hold up. Yeah, after hold this, up. I won't be living there anymore. So right. <laughs> what am I getting on the other side, my friend? Uh, 72 Yo. virgins, not going to cover it. It's not going <laughs> to. No. I need to not a couple of holes in the mix. I need a couple yeah. holes. You need what? Um, I said I need a couple <laughs> holes in the mix. 
<laughs> yeah. All 72 <laughs> virgins? Virgins? Not, not, ain't no hoes. They not fucking. Like, I need, we need like three or four. We need like three or four hoes in the mix to like, you know, yeah. coach everybody else. Um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> and they stay virgins for all of eternity. Oh. Wait a minute. Is, is that the trick? No, I don't know. I don't know. But oh, I'm like, oh, just made God. that up. Super what kind of magical vagina is this? <laughs> well, Fuck yeah. Um, um, so, so the reason I was late is what? So I jumped on the train, not looking at the direction it was going. I saw five, so I got on it, and I ended up in the wrong fucking place. So I had mm. to jump back on the train and take another train back the other direction, and I felt like a tourist. You know, when you you have to make that humiliating walk of shame. Right up to the, to the other side, side to go mm-hmm. back in the other direction. You hoping mm-hmm. nobody sees that you've done this because rookie. You might. Yeah. <laughs> and people in your car, someone, at least one person yeah. noticed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure they did. Yeah. But, you know, as a New Yorker, you 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 have to look like you know where you're going. Oh, if you don't look like you know where you're going, you might get you know, got to get called out. So Oppenheimer is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Oppenheimer, I would say, is a thumbs up. If you're gonna see it, I would say see it in see it in the theater. It is is it is impactful on the big screen. All right, so I'll be waiting for it to come on Paramount or whatever fuck uh, cable network Netflix. <laughs> I ain't gonna see that shit anyway. Uh. But that's it. That's it for my check in. Uh, that's not, not much else going on. So that's it for me. Recording forty. You see, boy, murder, death, kill. You have me said. If you like listening to the motherfucking show, son, make sure you subscribe to Code of Forty on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and motherfucking TikTok, son. My check-in is kind of short too. We have the short check-ins that uh, you know, ironically, last forty-five minutes, but you know that's what we do. Um, <laughs> the short check-in, seventy-five minutes later. Yeah, I really don't have much to say other than same, same ish, different week. You know, just on my grind with the Uber thing, and uh, I've 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 been growing uh, less patience for the bullshit. Driving Uber will make you a very cold person because people take advantage of someone being nice. Another thing is is that people don't like to admit when they've made a mistake. Mm. Instead of saying, "Oh shit, I put the wrong address in." And me saying, no problem, put the right address in and I'll come get you. You immediately get defensive and said, I, you, I don't know where you are because I know what I put in. I said, sir, <laughs> I, I, I came via wow. the GPS to what the address is. I don't know who the fuck you are or what your address is. Nigga, this is not a magic trick. I get an <laughs> alert. I press OK and I come to where the fuck you at. And that's as simple as it is. It's nothing The Google... Uh, Google uh, Uber is nothing but a glorified dating app. Well, you know what? Actually, I have to uh, stand up for the the rider because I'm familiar with this era where you put in your location, but sometimes Uber will put a location close to you. I don't know if it's calculating what's safest or what's the best route for you as a driver to get get to me. But there are times when I'm putting in the actual address of where I am because I'll stand in front of a restaurant or whatever put in the address and it will give the driver a different location, maybe a half a block or maybe around the corner, but that does happen occasionally. So what do you do in that situation? I usually say this app sucks and you know, we laugh at it and we just move on (laughs) and walk around the corner. 
Yeah, I mean, I, but you, but you make you make the adjustment because you want to ride, right? And if the if right, that, but at the if, same, if that, but let me say this: too long, if that adjustment is too far from where you are, you can always say no and override it and make sure yeah. that it comes to where you are. Right, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay, well, this. Let me tell you this. Let me let me hold on. Let me tell you this. My wife and I ordered an Uber. We've ordered an Uber from this location. I don't know if not a thousand, a million times. Mm-hmm. This woman pulls up across the street on the other side of the street, probably a half a block ahead of where we are. So I'm saying to myself, first of all, you don't even see a building where you are. Why would you park there? And you're parked where it's dangerous to cross. So we we I just we just deal with it. We get in the car. She pissed my wife off because my wife <laughs> make a left right here. She goes, I know, dear. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. Like that. My wife looked at me like I was like, hey, well, it's not my account. <laughs> <laughs> we can take some stars off if you want. Right. Yeah. Go I mean, you know, I, if it was my account, she would get a one automatically just based on that. But I said it to say there are some drivers out there that are on some bullshit. But go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So that's bullshit because some riders be on some bullshit. And this motherfucker. I text him and he goes, where are you? I said, I'm here. I'm at the address that you put. Then he calls me because this is going via text. Then he calls me and he's like, where are you? And I said, sir, I'm at the address you told me to go to. No, you're not. I said, I'm right here. I'm in front of this address. I start naming landmarks. So there's a bus here. This was, That's not the correct address. I'm, I'm at such and such. And now it's not even a question of he's around the corner. He's at a different address. So we're not talking about Uber making it safe for the consumer. We're talking about a motherfucker who put in the wrong address and got belligerent with me. Gotcha. Gotcha. He's on the phone like, you're at the wrong address. You need to come get me. I said, Mm, sir. Cancel that, sir. I said, sir, I'm not at the wrong address. I'm at the address that you put in. You need to click. I hung up on that motherfucker, went into the app, cancel ride, can't find rider, keep it moving. Fuck you. (laughs) Eat a dick. Yeah. Call another person because I'm not going to deal with that shit. Yeah, because if he gets in the car, it's not, it's, it's not going to die down. It's just gonna it's not going to die down. And then he's going to be an asshole. And why? I know I'm not going to get a tip. And why am I going right. to put myself out of the way for some fucking asshole? He not thinks that you're his personal driver. Yes. Right. Like you're, right. Yes. You're I'm, his not, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I'm not Benson. I'm not driving Miss Daisy. I'm not. What was that right. nigga's name? I'm, not, I'm none of these niggas. Belvedere. Okay. Mr. Oh, Belvedere. The nanny nigga, I'm none of these niggas. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Just the other day, I'm driving, right? This dude, I pick him up, and now we, I'm taking him home. And now Uber has the fucking Uber share, which is a fucking nightmare. So he, as soon it's as back. he fucking gets it, that bullshit is back. Yeah. he He's on Uber share, so I know there's no tip. When motherfuckers say Uber share or they say, please take away that has no tolls, I'm not getting a tip. I already know that off the rip. You're not giving me a tip. Because if you're not going to pay for the fucking dollar twenty-five toll it costs to go from here to Newark, then I know you're not giving me a tip, you cheap motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> not I, only I, do I want you to drive around. Around, <laughs> around the fucking toll and add an extra 10 minutes of gas and pain in the ass. But I'm not even going to give you a fucking tip for you to doing it. Thank you. Wow. That's low down dirty shame. Yeah, it's, yeah. Scum. It's, 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 it's cheap scumbaggery bullshit, right? Yeah. So anyway. Hmm. So I pick the guy up and I pick him up from like, I think UPS, something like that. And he's going all the way to to like orange somewhere. So it's a long ride, but he's got Uber share. 
The Uber share alert goes off, and these motherfuckers want to be picked up. When I say I picked them up from some, it was I pulled up. It's in front of this club. When I say these people were drunk, is an understatement. These two were so pissy drunk they couldn't even keep their eyes open. It was a man and a woman (laughs) couldn't keep their fucking eyes open, and they were. I couldn't even stand up. They're both of them are just stumbling. I was like, no. No, you're not getting in here. Get the fuck out of here. I said, get the fuck out of here. Close the door. I told the dude, he's in the back. I said, yo, my man, close the window, close the door. Close the door, son. We out. Boom. He closed the door, canceled. And I and then the app asked, well, what happened? Drunk. They was fucked up. Mm, I'm like, yeah. you're not going to get in my car and be thrown up over my shit. No, sirree. They probably they didn't, didn't even realize they ordered over share. They thought it was a fuck truck on wheels. It wasn't going to be my car. <laughs> we wasn't going to have a fuck truck and wheels on my car. Hell to the fucking no. Fucking, fucking body, body secretion uh, and throw up everywhere. I'm not well, signing up for that shit. You hit the wrong app, Papa. Yo, you want a fuck truck. This is not, this is Uber, <laughs> nigga. This is not a fuck truck. How many, how many times do you have to reject drunk people who order Ubers? That was the first time. That that's how that was the first. Time. I've had I've had people come in that are drunk and they be like, you can smell it on them and they're talkative, but they they're happy and they or they're fucked up and they and all. This is all you hear in the back is, <laughs> mm, that's me. <laughs> oh yeah, we've been that's that. Me. We've done that. Yeah, breathing like a sleeve stack whilst looking at their phone, and some of them their breathing gets. I'm like, yeah, what is he looking at on that phone? Like, what's going on here? Like, listen. You know, keep it in your pants, buddy. But I can't tell you how many times an Uber driver has woken me up like, buddy, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. Listen, the <laughs> the last the last one where I was really fucked up was I was hanging out with you motherfuckers. And I think we had just did we either recorded or we were at stolen jackets or something. I get in the Uber. And I think I had just eaten some pizza. That's how drunk we were. We, we, it was one of those. Oh, I think it was yeah, a stolen yeah, jacket yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I remember then that. we went and got pizza. Like, and I was real. Yeah. I was pissy drunk. And this African dude driver picks me up. I'm in the car. And I'm, my head's laying out the window like I'm a fucking collie. And I'm <laughs> sucking in air. I feel like a puppy dog. <laughs> Listen, nigga. I got my head sticking out the window, right? Sucking the air in. And I must have oh. farted. A, I must have farted or something because... The driver turned around and was like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> Did your ass just explode? Did you shit on yourself? That's an extra 150 for my seats, nigga. So I was like, I'm all right. I like diarrhea. <laughs> I said, I'm all right. right. And then, and then, like, I think I might have even, and I did the disrespectful shit, which I hate, is I think I might have either been eating in the car or something happened. Like, like I started to, like, really waver, and and it must have been burping or something. He said, hey, you okay? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> I said, I'm all right. I'm all right, man. I'm all right. So I hold it together, and we get to my house, and I'm trying to get the key to get in the house or whatever. And he's, he, I guess he's watching me to see if I'm going to, he wants to see the show. <laughs> and he's looking at me and he's like ducking and looking. And I finally get my key. And in the time it took me to get my key, I got immediately sick and I threw up into the garbage can. And he was just looking at me like, look at this nasty ass nigga. Look at him throwing up in the garbage can. What an animal. Hey, bitch, next time don't drink, I need pizza. 
<laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I've had those nights. But I picked oh, those people up, and, and, and some of them I can't. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. Last story, and this that'll be my check-in. I pick up a motherfucker the other day. It was three kids. They were going. They were coming from a party. One kid gets in. I'm like, are you ready? Because like I know now, I don't press the swipe to go until I know we're ready to go because that's extra money for me. Mm. Dude's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm waiting for my brother and my friend. All right, here we go with the bullshit, right? These two young motherfuckers come to the car with plates of food in their hands, eating. Open plates. Open plates. Not even like, not even like a not, fucking not like Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, not even a Chinese restaurant box, nigga. A straight up Dixie plate with rice kernels falling off this shit. And they just grubbing. Dude opens the door. And I was like, yo, my man, what you doing? Did we get no? Well, come on. Come. I said, you're not getting in my car with those motherfucking plates. Eat that <laughs> shit outside. Just like that. Because it, it, it was, yo, when it gets late. And I don't, I'm like 20 rides in, nigga. Like, I'm about to cut, I'm about to cut the cord and go home. Yo, don't bring me that bullshit. Mm. Come on, son. Why can't we eat? I said, yo, you can't eat in my car. Three. I so eat it outside. We wait. These niggas are scoffing the plate down. Son come back, mouthful. Yo, can I just can I just carry the plate? I said, no, because you're not gonna just carry the plate. It's gonna turn to you carrying a plate and then you sneaking in a couple of pieces yeah. of rice. For sure. While I'm driving and I'm hitting potholes, and it's next thing I know, I hit and there's fucking rice and chicken all over my back, back seat. Right. Yeah. They finally get in the car, and all I hear, yeah, that plate was good. Yeah, nigga. And I'm glad you ate it outside. And I hope <laughs> yeah. you had napkins and you're not wiping greasy fingers all over oh. my car, man. You said there was dudes, there were no napkins involved. Yeah, these niggas probably rub they fucking greasy paws all over <laughs> my interior. From your interior to their jeans or their shorts. Oh my god! But I, I just, you know what? I, I just, Uber is a is a lesson in just different personalities, you know. And I can't. I don't. I, I'm. I don't like people enough. I do like people, and I don't like people. Some people I can have really good conversations with, and it's it's a fun ride, and we chat and we laugh, and when they get out the car, they like the music, and it's a good. It's just a good situation that happens. It's a good, a good experience, right? Everybody's happy. Everybody gets to where they got to go. It's a good con. But then some people, like, you know, they, they have no fucking cool. They, they eat in your car. They don't ask you. I picked this woman up from the shop, from the supermarket. She, it was a five-minute Uber ride, nigga. It wasn't even a mile away. As soon as she got in the car, I hear, <laughs> she's chewing on chips or onion rings or some shit. This shit was a crunch. It was... Nigga, it was the crunchiest chip I've ever heard in my life. My life, <laughs> and all I could see in my head was Cookie Monster. How that nigga he be eating the cookies and the cookies don't go in his mouth and go everywhere but his mouth because he's not a yeah. real monster. That's all I kept thinking in my head. There's mad crumbs on my back seat. Just I, I do find crumbs it, everywhere. I do find it interesting that people are so willing to eat in the back of an Uber. I, I find that so inappropriate. People are nasty. Yeah. People are nasty. People don't have no cooth. People don't even ask. You know, I, I had this I, young I, lady today. Do you mind if I drink something? Like, if you drink the something, that's fine. Like, go ahead. Drink a coffee in the back. Yeah. Like, right. like yeah. I, I don't, I listen, I don't give shit for people drinking liquids just as long as it's covered. You're, like, you're not coming in there with a fucking 32 ounce big gulp with no cover on it. That's right. one thing. But if your shit is covered and you, you know, or you have a can of soda and you're drinking, that's fine. But you coming in there with a fucking eight course meal and, and, and shrimp and shit, nigga. Like, come on. Come on, son. Like, listen, <laughs> yeah, this way, I picked up these people one time. This woman had a whole Italian meal and was trying to eat. I, all I smelled was garlic knots. 
And you know that you cannot eat a garlic knot without getting garlic and crumbs everywhere. Oh, for sure. And I and I turned around, I looked at her, I said, Man, what are you doing? And she had it like she had the garlic <laughs> knot in the mouth and her eyes got big. I said, No, no, no. You're not. I'm, I'm as, and I said it to her just like this. I'm asking you nicely, please don't eat in my car. Please don't do that. Because they'll be, I'm sorry, sir. Please don't do that. But one woman, that, I that's such stop. bizarre behavior, though. Because uh, one, you're in someone else's property. So why would you not think you had to ask? Because people right. don't care. People think that they that they own your Uber for their length of the ride. No. The same thing with people that played loud music or they play these fucking their phones and they're playing all this loud shit. I'm like, yo, give me a fucking break. You know what? I don't want to hear that shit. I, I do remember riding in TLC cabs and feeling that way. Yeah. I was just about to say that. I definitely took plenty of liberties in the back of yeah. taxi cabs. But a, but a TLC cab is different from an Uber. But it's it already smells property, like though. Yes. <laughs> and they not, not even, they don't own the car. They work for a company. Some of them and do different. own the car, though. That Yeah, that's, but, you know. Or again, someone owns the car. I should put it that way. Yeah, but it's not the driver a lot of the times. And we own our that's own true. shit. And, and, and these cars are taken care of. These cars are clean. If, even if it's by the driver, the car is clean. And it's not being charged to the driver. It's being, the, the company does it. So yeah. it's just, it's just a matter of respect. And, you know, at least, at least give the ask. And I'll, no, I'll quickly, no, I'm sorry. You can't eat in my car. If you have, if yeah. you want to drink your beverage, fine, but you're not eating in my car. Well, I mean, anyway. I've done much worse than that in the back of a cab. So, okay. We're not talking For about sure. handies here. For sure. Handies and blowies. Yeah. I picked up this dude the other day. Last story, real quick. Last story. Picked this dude the other day. I, I think he didn't understand. I don't think he knew he had a training with him. I think he was that drunk, hmm. but they maybe definitely had maybe maybe he did. But he looked like he was a little too drunk. And when when they when they spoke, <laughs> when, you know, proper pronouns, when they spoke, trans person wink at you like I heard, I you know, they have that voice like, hang, hang, don't hang, say hang. Nothing. no, they have like that. <laughs> whiny <laughs> Don't say nothing. <laughs> don't say nothing. I'll give you a good tip. Does my Adam's apple show? But real talk, like uh, he, I don't think he knew. And her voice, their voice was like it had that like annoying whiny yang, yang, yang type of. It was that train. Well, I, I hope both of them knew what the situation was, and no one was taking advantage, and they they had a great time. Some, so, yeah, listen, or oh, somebody woke up with a dick that they wasn't looking for. <laughs> there was one extra that they were not. Yeah. That's my dick. What is this other dick doing here? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one dick here. There's only supposed to be one dick here. Uh, anyway. Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Or worse, my dick got bigger overnight. Wait a minute. That's not my dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's his dick. That's hers. Oh, my That's God. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just want to add on to my check-in really quickly because I just thought about this when we were talking about like smells and stuff going on in the car. The other day when I came home, my wife never washes the car one way. So I had to immediately take it to the car wash because uh, it's like bird poop. I mean, I don't get pigeons live on my car when I'm not home, apparently. Mm. I took it to the car wash and uh, went through the wash first and then you go to another area where they do the vacuuming after they wash and the guy vacuumed out the car and the interior of the car smelled worse after he got out it was just like french onion soup 
And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you just ruined all this hard work with by your armpits. Your yeah. armpits. Who's gonna Who's it gonna was, pay for this? Uh, this rewind. I, I need an air freshener. I need an air yeah. freshener. No, I'm gonna need yeah. more than it's, one of them trees, nigga. Air. I need three trees. I need three trees. But you say that. I picked up some motherfuckers the other day, and I'm like, yo, was you eating onions and ass? Because you stink. I mean, sir. as a passenger, I I get into some cars, and I'm like, let me tell you something. Far between trips, two, roll on the windows, three, wash your ass, and I put, you know, I, I always take a shower before I go out, and I'm always smelling good, and a lot of people, oh, the car smells very fresh, it feels nice, and a lot of them do say, the last car I got in smelled like, you know, a, a sack full of ass. Yeah. And I don't have a smelly car. And I don't like when you smell, bring smells into my car. Don't come in here with a whole fucking trout in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, is that your pussy or a trout? What, what is it? <laughs> Motherfuckers yeah. walking around with an old trout. <laughs> <laughs> old trout vagina. Something be stinking. Like, I don't know if it's, is that she your vagina that or your trout? <laughs> You might have smelled uh, honey. Oh, you must be smelling my trout. You smell my trout that I got in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I picked up some smoke trout, <laughs> smoked salmon <laughs> back here. Uh, anyway, that's my check in. And, and before I get out of here, real quick, be respectful, man. That's all. This is Q one three. Can you repeat? I don't understand. Please repeat. Listen, lady. I don't understand a word you're saying. Your audio is f***ing terrible. You need to go to www.soundassign.pro and fix it. Over and out. We're going to uh, switch gears right up, and we're going to talk about the fuckery that is the Eight Republicans who have qualified for their first presidential 2024 Republican uh, debate. And it's a mixed cards of assholes. And one asshole who's not going to be there is Trump, I guess, because he figures that shit is beneath me. And I don't have to talk about anything and just continue to spout the hate that I do. And I'm going to win the nomination. Where's the debate being held? Nebraska. Let me let me. Okay, that's uh, probably no why because he's got to no he's got to get back to Atlanta for his indictment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't uh, want to stay up too late. They they probably he said that the the, the, the yeah his bracelet couldn't leave the you know couldn't go that far without them. Fucking Willis is on that uh, fuck around and find out time. Yeah, you can go, but fuck. you better be here by twelve noon on uh, the twenty fifth. Yeah, exactly. Your shit is due. So. The list of people that you have in these debates, I mean, it looks like they look like they all look like fucking cartoon characters, right? You got North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former New Jersey Governor, fat ass Chris Christie. Chris, I like to eat sandwiches, Christie. Florida Governor Ron Dickhead DeSantis, former South Carolina Nikki Asshole Haley, mm-hmm. Nikki Haley, former Arkansas Governor Asa, I'm a dickhead Hutchinson. And former Vice President Mike, I'm a pussy pants. <laughs> and new to uh, politics, entrepreneur Vivek, I think I was white, or I wish I was right, white, Ramaswamy. And South Carolina, Tim Scott, a.k.a. the dude from the Fat Albert cartoon. Mushmouth. Mushmouth. Yeah. Fellas, what do you think? You know, um, first of all, the, the Indian guy. 
There's no way white people are going to vote for you. They're already racist. You can't be more racist than them. So racist that they'll vote for you? No. Mm-hmm. You're the 7-Eleven guy to them. Well, then I, uh, I think we can have you to give me a Slurpee? Certain, um, I don't even know what to call them, candidates at this point Dick. are not running to actually make the presidency. They're running mm-hmm. for publicity. This is a expensive publicity grift. tour. And grift. It raises it raises their visibility. If they are trying to get some power within the party, this gives them certain boost in um, certain respects. Vivek, I think he he likes to hear himself talk. I think he wants mm-hmm. to be on the circuit. I think he wants to put on his resume that he ran for president, the U.S. president. And I, and I want he wants to also be the first Indian person to turn himself white fully. He wouldn't be the first. He would not. No, he want. No, he wants to turn himself. I like what you said earlier, uh, L. Before we started the broadcast, we were talking about the you know the subject for the show when you made the statement about how these motherfuckers are auditioning to beat Trump's running mate, with the exception of right. Mike Pence. Like Mike Pence, he's out of the running already. He he's. And I don't same, even know why. DeSantis, uh, DeSantis, and Pence are, I think, are the only two real candidates in this debate. I agree. Pence is out of out of the picture. I feel like DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSatan, would... The dickhead. Would debase himself, de- debase, DeSantis would debase himself to grovel for a position in another yeah. Trump administration. Yeah. Yeah, he's not doing that. You don't DeSantis? think... DeSantis? I don't think, I, th- I don't think so. I, I think he will hold... He's too uh, hungry for Trump's fucking cock and balls with both hands to get that position. He's a fucking, right. he's a worm. He's a piece of shit. The thing is, is that the problem with DeSantis is that everything that he's trying to put in place in Florida is backfiring right now. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the education stuff. I'm talking about the whole immigration thing. You've got fruit rotting on trees right now, right? All this is going to do for the rest of America is make orange juice $30 a carton because mm-hmm. whatever they can actually save, will they'll use to make whatever they're going to make. I mean, this is probably, you know, a Tropicana will be happy about it, but the average American is not going to be happy about it. And it's really DeSantis has caused all this problem. The same thing with this, you know, he's trying to install all these anti-African uh, African history and, 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 and black history in his country and all of that. It's just he's just looking like a complete fucking asshole. And there's only room for one asshole. Right. You can't have two assholes in the White House. There's only one room for one. And Trump, Trump don't want anybody to take any shine from him. I'm like I said, no, earlier, I think it. I, I think, though, Trump would be willing to take DeSantis if here's a problem. DeSantis is too polarizing. Like, if you can believe that. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So I don't think Trump would. And, and he's a shift of brains. Yeah. I don't think Trump would take him on as either a running mate or put him in his ca- uh, cabinet. But I no. do believe if giving the opportunity, DeSantis would do whatever he has to do in order to get or to, to be a part of that nomination. Oh, to be a part of that ticket or administration. Trump's going to require somebody who's way more passive. He needs another. But that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think DeSantis version. is that person. Mm. I think he's going to get the brother. I think he has no that. moral character. I think he has no background, a backbone. I think he is willing to be the slug mm-hmm. that, Trump's need, that Trump needs him to be. He's going to be the fluffer that but, Trump needs. <laughs> See, I, I think if Trump just wanted a slug, he could have gone with Cruz or he could have gone with uh, Lady G. But he Lady wants someone G. who oh. 
Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Lady J. Lady J. I was thinking um, uh, Green. I think he he wants someone who is completely milk toast, like Pence. Somebody who is non-threatening to him and to the country, who is just going to be, you know, somebody who's just going to stand there. He's, he's just going to be uh, Melania 2.0. You know, you know but, but look at Pence. Pence turned out to have a bit of backbone, though. Because not he didn't, really. he didn't want to. He he didn't he didn't want. Not to really, yo. Not Trump want, really. Trump no, wants I mean, a running the back, man. The backbone only came in the last two months. Wait, two months of this year? Or I'm talking yeah. about no. I'm I'm saying Pence, that if Pence, if pulled Pence had later. decided not to validate those validate the election, we would be in a totally different situation right now. There was, but there was no constitutional. I mean, he could have. He what, what I'm he saying though, if he had someone in that slot that was willing to go along with to, his to, scheme, to, to we would be in a him. totally different scenario right now. And I'm not giving think, him credit for doing what's yeah. right. I'm just saying that there are other people, given the same circumstances, who would have made the wrong decision just to show allegiance to Trump. Right. There's motherfuckers who would have started busting shots in there. For sure. And I, that and that's why I'm saying DeSantis in the same situation is not so concerned with self-preservation as he is to loyalty to Trump. I think DeSantis would be concerned about self-preservation because he is hungry for power. He wants the next step of power. And that, that's all they all that's all they're in Washington for. I thought that it, but look at the way he's running his campaign. He is cool. a self-saboteur. DeSantis? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's trying to be the bigger, better Trump. And, yes. Which know. is strategically is not smart. The problem is, is that everybody knows DeSantis, everybody love him knows. or hate him, is not a dummy in the sense that he doesn't have the smarts to be a better politician. He's just trying to be, like you said, trying to be Trump 2.0, but there's only one Trump. There's only one bumbling clown. Like Trump will say some shit and it's just certain words that he gets the crowd. Like he just he's a showman. He has that showmanship that none of them have. Unfortunately, nobody's listening yeah. to what Trump really says other than the fact that he gets I get the people going. Right. It's provocative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The nigga is that is what he does. He's not saying well, anything. I, I think DeSantis is not worried about anyone who is not far-right Republican because what they've learned is they can be as extreme as they want and not lose votes that are middle because but they're I think still... DeSantis is learning, he's learning the hard way that that's not necessarily true for his campaign. Here's the thing. White folks are willing to take pain in order for you to not prosper. So what the, what's happening in Florida, even though the housing market and the construction is going down and Foots right. are rotting on trees and their economy is going to suffer because you don't get what you need. They feel like they're in a better place. But here's how I here's how I'm looking at it. The problem with DeSantis is he has a record. And the problem with records is people can point that out and they can use that against you. Mm -hmm. Rawaswamy or Vivek. I don't want to disrespect his last name. Why not? So Vivek and Tim Mr. Scott. I definitely don't want to say that. Tim Scott and all these other characters, hey, they're not in they're not in uh, elected position right now. I'm not not Tim Scott. They're not in the governor gubernatorial position right now. 
So you can't point to them and say specifically that your policy or your uh, agenda is is leading to this outcome. Uh, they don't care about that. I'm not saying that they individually don't care about that, but yeah. it is an Achilles heel for anyone who is running a campaign. You can run on theory and um, conjecture, but if I can point to how your policies are negatively impacting your state or your constituency, that's a lot different than me saying, I think we should do this and this is what I think will happen. In normal times, under normal intellectual conditions, I would absolutely agree with you. But this ain't normal times. Their top issues are CRT and transgender people. (laughs) This is the top of their list. They got abortion. Now this is what they're working on. Making sure that your children, that that our children don't learn the crimes of the past. That's the top of their list. And he, he, what he's doing in in immigration, because the borders are apparently wide open. You can just walk through whenever you feel like it. So those are the issues. That's what he's going to run on. He's going to say, this is what I did. And nobody else did it. Let me tell you something. And that's what, that's what these, diehards, that's what they care about. That's what these maggots care about. The reason why, well, there's no reason why Trump's not showing up for this, I guess. Again, again, he feels that he it's beneath him. He doesn't have to do it. But just recently, I, I was listening to his one of his rants, one of his speeches, and I, I listened for about maybe a minute. And in that minute, he basically, he said all his talking points in one minute. When I get elected again, I'm going to get rid of all CRT. I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring back a uh, stop and frisk. All of these things that Black Lives Matter and other black organization has been painfully and, 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 and because of unfortunate incidences and people getting killed have created this force to get rid of and change a lot of policies in, in, in the cities. He wants to bring back because he's mad that some black woman in Atlanta has him by the balls. So if you watch this shit, it was like he everything he could possibly say without saying, I'm going to get these niggas is what he said. And the crowd was going crazy. Mm-hmm. But I would suggest that he doesn't want to bring them back. He just wants to rile up the crowd. I have to let you guys know, I have joined Truth Social because this shit is a comedy. It is hilarious. Well, True Social. <laughs> True Social is the Twitter version for MAGA. Really? You just you're just there to be a troll? I I don't even troll them. I just read their comments and it is like l- literally reading the Sunday comics. These folks are bizarre. Right. And the other thing I wanted to do is I wanted because a lot of times MSNBC will or any other outlet for that matter will only show a clip of what he says, but you got to get the full context. And I don't know who's managing his campaign, but this is an old man who has lost his shit, who just gets mm-hmm. in front of a camera and mm-hmm. plays dress up and just says words. Yes. Did you see the, um, oh shit, what's that? Uh, John Oliver. There's a, there's a, clip, there's a clip of John Oliver on TikTok where he's like, when you, when you actually listen to a Trump speech as opposed to read the transcript, it's two different worlds. And he got, he says, just listen. This is a, he said, this is a transcript of one of his speeches or rants. Right. Rants. Yeah. This shit was so incoherent. 
Right. Like when yeah. he read the shit, he was just reading it. He was reading his, and then at the end, John Oliver, because he's funny, he goes, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, like I'm reading this, like when you hear it, it's like a bunch of punchlines and just movements and blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, you know, they've been really analyzing his movements, his kind of ticks and stuff like that and how he kind of moves. But he said, when you read this shit, you don't, it's like, it's almost like it's in Morse code. It doesn't make any sense. And it, it absolutely only makes sense to his followers. It's like he, I, I think. But like, it doesn't even make sense to them, I don't think. I think they just are listening for the buzzwords. And yes. it, it is it is uh, the bread and circus where they they hear something, they clap, they hoot, and and they're just there for the experience, right? Yes. It's, it, it, damn, it, it might as well be a Mary J. Blige show because when people had a Mary J. Blige, as soon as she does that one dance move, people go crazy, even though I think Mary needs to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I concur. You, you do. You do you, Mary. Do you. But, but, <laughs> but in all fairness, it's time to retire the Mary dance. Uh, it for is Mary. Dance. Um, yeah. But, yo, listen, like, you know, this guy is every day I wake up and I, I you know, after getting up and you kind of have your cup of coffee and you start to go through the day and you're, you you go into whatever social media outlet or news outlet, mine is the times. I get these alerts in the morning, you start reading this stuff. I, I sit there and like, what in the, wh- what time is this? Where are we right now as a yes, society? No, no. Where the fuck are we? And I was, and I was saying this earlier and I, and I, I said this to my wife, I said, we are in these times of just, this country is just really on some, you know, dog and pony show shit. It's like, it's really crazy right now because there's nobody taking a stand because the Republicans have no agenda other than anti-trans and whatever the fuck. Like, what is your agenda? What do you really want? How would, how do you- Deregulation is their main- To what? To when? To the corporations have all the money and and there's nothing, there's no food for anybody? Like, what is your agenda? You can't- Until you can can crash trains and, and nobody gets sued. Till right. you, you know, acid rains falling on your house. Till you just breathing fracking, whatever the hell comes out of fracking. So it's just coming out your mouth. I think we live in a society where you have one side of the equation for whatever reason. Fumes. <laughs> occasionally gets it right, where they are the buffer, right? So because, like you said, imagine if the Republicans got everything that they wanted. Once they got it, they would be the dog that either finally got the car or grabbed their tail and they wouldn't know what to do. The problem with that is a lot of people would die and suffer. And this goes back to what we had talked about before with the whole climate change. People will start to just combust in front of you and you will think, all right, they must be a liberal. They must be a liberal. We won't care because we'll be on our phones. No, it'll be well, no. You know what'll happen? We'll be watching it through our phones because we'll be recording the motherfucker on fire. Right, and it'll because be that's on how TikTok. Desensitized we are, know. and there'll be a dance for it, and there'll be a fucking uh, someone <laughs> it's doing fucking the, combust. <laughs> the, the combustible challenge when niggas will be fucking putting lighter fluid on themselves, trying to put themselves right. on fire. Like this is where the fuck we at, man. This shit is disturbing to me. And, 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 you know, I've had a, a couple of conversations with some people that, that got into my car about it's like, yo, this shit is like we're at a point right now. And, and I said to him and I've said this probably to you guys, well, we're at the let them eat cake phase of society where the rich have they have like no connection to what people are really going that when I say connection, they don't care. 
They don't care what's going on. They have no connection. They don't even know how much a thing of milk costs. They don't know any of that shit. They're so far removed from that. So their attitude is like, what do you mean you can't survive on $13 an hour? That should be enough. What's inflation? It's because it doesn't affect them. They don't know what it is. It doesn't affect them. So they don't care. The, 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 the worst part about that is that you have guys who make $40 an hour struggling, who don't want the fast food worker to make $13 an hour. That's right. the worst part because the, yeah. the, the very yeah, wealthy, fighting. the very elite can actually have the guy who's the working class guy fighting against other working class people. Mm -hmm. Like they're pitting right. us against each other. Meanwhile, there is no trickle down. It's all flowing uphill, you know? And, that's, and there's, so that's a great point. Layers, there's so many layers to this wealth gap. Mm -hmm. Because we we're look we'll look at somebody like, you know, you know people who are famous and you know George Clooney or Puffy or or even Robert De Niro, and think that they're rich. They have money, but they're not wealthy. Mm -hmm. They're not you know these billionaires. I mean, like people who are mm -hmm. billions and billions, or even these family fortunes that keeps a whole family rich. So no one person has all the wealth, but that wealth stays where it's supposed to be. Yeah, the Walmart. There's family. a whole, yeah, there's a whole nother level to this level shit. Level of, and, of uh, ship rich. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're, yeah. we're down here fighting for the crumbs. I wanted mm -hmm. to say real quickly, there's a podcaster who's in the insurance business, and I don't want to say his name. Matter of fact, I can't even remember his name, but he's a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that he was releasing once uh, UPS and their the, the union had come up with these new terms. He was saying that because now certain seasoned UPS workers would now make over $100,000, mm -hmm. that wait, well, you know who that cost is going to be shifted towards, you, the consumer. Mm. Okay, but at the same time, now you have people making livable wages when at the right. same time, I just literally read an article that people who make $175,000 in a household still feel poor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what are you really telling me? That you, who multimillionaire based on whatever th it is that you've done, now you're, you have a problem with people making over $100,000? How does that affect you? And why is it a problem right. that somebody is making a livable wage? Why shouldn't it's, it's, he be able to support his family? Right. Be because we've been conditioned to packages. Because we've been conditioned to think that only a person a person who makes a hundred thousand dollars a year has to have a fucking PhD to do it, right? That's 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 oh, the thing PhD. that they but no no my, this is this is my this is my point. My point is that they feel in order for you to make that type of money, you need to have 75 degrees that you pay five hundred million dollars for to get. For you to make this little bit of money. And if you and you look at the qualifications that they put into some of these jobs nowadays to pay a motherfucker 18, 19 dollars an hour, you fuck a bachelor's degree to make 19 dollars an hour when my student loan bill is four hundred dollars a month, not count, and that's on a and that's on a low end, not counting my rent and everything else. Give me a fucking break. It, it, yeah. it's the, the I just want to say for the record suckers, man. A PhD, uh, someone who holds a PhD actually makes less than most degrees most mm. most post uh graduate degrees because they're usually yeah. academics and there you have it ladies and gentlemen you know and thank you for the four hundred thousand dollar student financial aid bill 
Yeah. So uh, Joe Byron, we get, we're looking at you. Joe Byron, fuck you, old motherfucker. Anyway, um, <laughs> no one's going to save us, especially not these punk-ass Republicans. Mm. So any last words before we uh, go on to the next topic again? No, let's go to topics. Okay. Fuck the Republicans. Merch drop! What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a t-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft. They're poly tri-blend. Luxurious. Warm. They're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it. And she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com All right, so before we get out of here, I got one question for you guys. What are you doing nowadays for your self-care regimen? What do you do to, I guess, take off the stress or what would you like to be doing or, you know? You're going to think this, you guys and probably the people who are listening to this are going to think this is odd, but I have been listening to the Trump indictment to (laughs) self-soothe myself to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I bullshit you not. I have been... Al, Ali um, Velchi uh, from MSNBC has a two-part uh, podcast series where he reads the entire indictment. Wow. One, I, I encourage everybody, either you're going to read it or listen to it. I'm going to say this. If he, if, if Trump does not, is not found guilty on any of these charges, the entire justice system is a joke. It's a reality series that we are mm-hmm. watching in real time. Mm-hmm. They have literally enumerated several times in which he or the people who are co uh, co-defendants have literally just supported this conspiracy i mean it, it's it's bizarre it's 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 great to listen to it puts me into an amazing sleep so um if you're somebody who's just listening or looking for something that wants to help you sleep i totally encourage that other than that i've gotten into a um a, a face cleansing ritual thanks to my esthetician who uh, I can tell giving me it's on the camera giving me well that's thank you Streamyard for the filter but beyond that I've, I've gotten to this thing where I'm scrubbing my face and washing it and I need to find a mask so if anybody's out there that can recommend a mask that would be amazing but yeah like that's my thing to calm down and other than that it's just music I, I love to turn the lights out and uh, just listen to old albums that uh, I haven't listened to in a long time. You said albums yeah, like playing albums. No, no, no streams. I'm sorry. But I have been looking at uh, turntables to um, kind of do that uh, with the vinyls. <laughs> Won't be scratching anything, but um, I, I do like one of my favorites is um, uh, Luther Vandross in, Lo- in London. Great mm. album. That's, I haven't so that's, to that's your regimen. I haven't listened to Luther in a long yeah. time. I, I can't say that I have a regiment for self-care, but I really have been thinking about that a lot lately because my, I, well, I used to, I used to like to run and it's probably been about a year and a half since I've, I've actually run. And that was my time to sort of also meditate because I was like, usually 30 minutes to an hour, depending on, you know, how much time I had in the morning. And um, I'm really trying to get back to that. I'm really trying to at least get back to the meditation because I would, I would run and I would come home, I would stretch and I would meditate. And 
I've been out of that practice completely. And I really want to get back to that just to give myself that little bit of space. And I'm, I'm trying to learn not to feel guilty about taking time for myself. Like last week, or not last week, the week before last week, you know, wife was here, kids were here. And I just said, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. And I went to the local coffee shop and just sat outside and edited some photos and drank a coffee and chilled there for, for like 30 minutes. And it was like a little vacation. And I feel like I have to keep doing stuff like that or else, you know, you, you just sort of on the, on the, on the hamster wheel and you're constantly churning. Well, and I went to this men's discussion meeting last night, which was, which was very good. It was absolutely excellent. And we hope to have uh, the founder of that men's discussion on in, at a later date. But w- the guest speaker was talking about um, how when you have a bottle of soda and you're just you just keep shaking it up, you just keep shaking it up and it has no outlet. And then eventually you try to take off the top. And not only does it spill all over you, it also spills over everyone that's standing next to you. And that's sort of how we're living our lives, you know. And we need to sit it down for a second and let it settle before we try to open it up. So, um, yeah, I really want to get back into running. I want to do some more self-care. This is important. Mm-hmm. What's holding you back from running? <laughs> to be honest, uh, the, the, my favorite time to run is like first thing in the morning, anywhere between 6, 6.30. And what took me out of it was when I started working on Barnwood. Because I was in, you know, these places where getting up before the sun and running was not a very smart or safe thing to do. Because, mm. you know, you can't just be running around West Virginia and nobody knows who you are in the dark. So that's kind of what kind of got me out of the. But I'm also probably using that as an excuse. And then you I know, can't run around. Your, hold up. You can't I, run around your way with that nigga with the knives. Yeah. Well, that's true too. <laughs> but no, I, I, I think. That's a valid that's a valid reality that you have to keep your safety in mind. We we've seen this, right? Yeah. Ahmaud Arbery, uh, we didn't get to talk about it today, but the brother um who was shot at who was uh driving for FedEx. Like that this this is the part that's so infuriating when I have these conversations that people suggest that racism is over and that I'm the race baiter because I'm trying to import to them that there are serious threats to black men's lives just for trying to find ways to decompress and and find ways that are therapeutic for them to be able to live yeah. more healthier lives. So this is real. This is real. It's not a joke. My self-care thing, I like I'm like Rick, I don't really have one. Um I mean, outside of playing some video games, something like that. But I think that one thing that I've yeah, I mean, I enjoy yeah, uh, and and don't diminish that. You know, I, I enjoy the I enjoy uh, getting on the video game with my boys uh, from all over the country and just having a good time and laughing and talking shit. And you know, it's nothing like you know crushing a thirteen year old spirit when you sniper shot them from across the bridge. <laughs> it's, it's invigorating. It, you know, nothing better than that. No. Um. Outside of that, and kind of like the the I would call that the decompression. 
because I deal with a lot of depression issues sometimes and that and and that has been a, a major focus in my life, my life in the last two years, you know, leaving transit and everything that can that surrounded that in life itself. Um, through all of that, I never I've never really had a clear um, relationship with God. And hmm. I know that a, a part of my self-care regimen there has to be prayer and there has to be meditation, right? So praying is talking to God, meditation is listening. And I really need to make that a part of my daily thing. And I've been doing it like just, you know, before I go out, me and my wife will hold hands and we pray, you know, mm -hmm. and she'll pray for me. You know, I, I pray that you have a successful day or you get good tips. And honestly, when she, nine times out of 10, she, she says those words or we say those words together, I go out, first three, four rides, I get tips. Like, so I'm not saying it's a direct correlation, but it does put you in a good state of mind, just like meditation does. Right. So you're listening to you're listening to your mind. You're listening to how God talks to you through meditation, through silence. You know, I was doing this thing called um, um, Miracle Mornings that I haven't been doing. I haven't been focusing on it, but I'm still even though I'm not doing it every morning, I'm still taking some of those some of that information and that knowledge and trying to uh, put it into my daily life. Um, and prayer and 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 just recognition because with prayer comes recognition and gratitude right you're gracious mm -hmm. you, you become gratitude you, you start to show gratitude for the things that you have and last but not least fuck it because mm. they can't take your life for not paying your bills mm. unless you owe money to a, a drug dealer but that's a whole other thing <laughs> these corporations can't kill you yet right these corporations can't kill you yet and the thing is, is that I've prided myself on paying my bills on time and doing all those things for for 20 years. And now it's it's a struggle and robbing Peter to pay Paul and all of that shit. And, you know, bill may not be on time, but it's going to get paid. I have to realize that the world is not perfect. And there's a lot of motherfuckers out there worse than me that mm. don't have no money. You know what I'm saying? And not saying right. that everybody's everybody's personal struggles, their personal struggles and everything. The, the world is always ending for everybody's individual personalities. It's just the way we we're built. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do realize and recognize that prayer does help. And I think that that needs to be a part of anyone's self-care. And it's not about, oh, I'm going to sit there and pray. It's not about praying to God or a God or whatever you believe in. It's more of a, it's like talking it out to something that doesn't necessarily answer you back, but just gives you, Sometimes hearing your own voice and hearing you say it, be, you know, uh, it brings clarity to a situation. So and, and and you feel better, like prayer does work. It does make you feel better. You know, I, I had a health scare recently, you know, where I had this pain on my back. I didn't know what it was. I went to the doctor. They did x-rays and I was prepared for the worst because I was feeling these aches and pains. And when the doctor came back, he was like, I'm sorry, there's nothing there. There's I, your organs are fine. There's nothing there. He said it's it's muscle, it's bone, it's getting older. So when you get an explanation, you kind of go, okay. And just recently, just asking God, please just help me, and then receiving help, you know, in one form or another, whether it's some good news and being and then having gratitude just for the smallest things now. This mm -hmm. this experience that I'm going through in my life right now is the most humbling experience I've ever experienced in my life. At 50 years old, having to start over again is no, no, nothing to to fucking shake a finger at. But I'm here. And I think that I have to thank God for being at least here. And and with that gratitude comes growth and, and understanding and more respect for the way things work and how things, you know, happen for me. And, you know, 
You got to have God in your life or some form of God. Again, I don't want to push that agenda. I'm not pushing religion down someone's throat. I'm pushing spirituality. Have a connection with something. And I that's my to, um, Sorry, I wanted to follow up with that. This is um, sort of the genesis of this conversation was an article I found in Ebony that pointed out a few things. And, uh, actually, most of the things we've touched on in this conversation. But if you're looking for ways to uh, express self-care for yourself, and I hope that you are, there's journaling and just mm-hmm. writing out your thoughts um, as that can be therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one of my favorites is turning off the phone or putting on Do Not Disturb. I literally get a good feeling when I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I like it's set to go on Do Not Disturb around 1120 at night. My wife puts hers on, I think, at 720, which drives me crazy if I'm out and I need to get in touch with her. But it's it's a way for us to disconnect from that digital part of our lives. And I, I think it's very important. I'll give you another hack that I do. I've turned off the notifications for like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. So I won't even see the number of uh, uh, notifications. It'll just be just the, the app icon. I, I have to literally go into the app in order to see if I have a message. And that, that for me just cuts the yeah, chain. That's a, that, that's a good yeah. idea. Because that's the thing that sort of keeps you connected to it and keeps you going back and scrolling. Right. You know, even even once you shut it off, right, and you, you think you've moved on from it and it just calls you back. Oh, I, oh, I got a notification. I got to I got to check right. it. Yeah. Because if so I, I don't, don't check see it, any of those. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually an ad for dick pills. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, and real quickly, the other ones are getting lost in music. Um, that I mentioned, going for a long run, Al- Alaric mentioned, uh, taking a bubble bath. You guys do bubble baths? No. Yeah, no, I'm I don't sure know the do. last time I did a bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Going to therapy and meditating. Mm-hmm. Just a few yeah, ways. I, I, forget the therapy, I, I forget that therapy is self-care. Mm-hmm. And and I've been doing individual therapy for for, for a while. And I'm, I've just gotten back to my original therapist and doing weekly and she's been really accommodating because of my travel schedule and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We, she has a, I, we had a floating schedule. So like mm-hmm. this week it'll be one day and the next week it'll be another day, different time, but she's very accommodating. So mm-hmm. um, I think those things are necessary. So, yeah, you, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you, you gotta, and especially fellows out there and to our core audience of uh, 40 and over fellas, man, and everybody else, you, you gotta take that time to kind of breathe and, and just feel the breeze, so to speak, right? Because life goes by very quickly. Time goes by very quickly. The older you get, it seems like the day, by the time you wake up, it's already four o'clock in the afternoon. That's how I feel sometimes. I have my cup of coffee, I blink my eyes, it's three already. So, yeah. we, you know, and we're so caught up in the the motion of the day that we don't take a time to breathe. So make sure that you take that time to take a breath for yourself. If you can do it in the morning, it's probably the best thing to do because it sets you up for a great day. And uh, with that, any last words, fellas? No, I just oh, encourage um, everyone to take care of themselves, particularly black men. Um, Alaric and I just uh, happened to be at a uh, session, a uh, black men discussion group last night. And one of the things that resonated with me from the speaker was we as black men have to be intentional about the time that we take. And, and the same goes for black women, but I'm speaking to black men right now. As as parents, as fathers, as co-parenters, uh, as uncles as sons brothers all of those titles that you 
hold. You have to figure out how to hold space for yourself and and get some get allow yourself to disconnect from the matrix at some point. And and when you do that, you're giving yourself the opportunity to replenish yourself. And I, I've learned just recently that you cannot allow yourself to burn out because otherwise you're no good to yourself and good to your community and to your family particularly. So I, I beg and urge everyone uh, who listens to the show to take time to, uh, to listen to their body and listen to their mind and listen to their heart and, and be selfish enough to take time to uh, uh, pour into yourself. No doubt. Any last words, Rick? You know, I think we should all make a commitment to doing something for ourselves every day mm-hmm. for some form of self-care, even if it's that five-minute meditation in the morning. You know, I think we should go into every day thinking about where's my opportunity to give myself that self-care. I read somewhere a long time ago that prayer helps you mentally, but also physiologically. So when you have those moments where, you know, the day has got you and you feel kind of lost or you feel kind of fucked up, just take that time to kind of take a breath. And it can and things can happen relatively quickly. You can go from zero to 60. At least I know I can. And driving a car or being in a situation where you're behind a motor vehicle or you're in a situation where you can cause a problem, you need to you need to take a breath and kind of pull over and maybe just take a breath. And if you can't pull over, learn some breathing techniques because something can escalate so quickly and you can change your life forever. And, you know, I didn't change my life ever. I broke my foot because of my anger. So, you know, this is something this is something I'm working on because honestly, man, you can fuck up your life. If you're, if you're not in the right state of, state of mind. So you have to be aware of that and take the time, you know, like everybody, like the guys just say, take the time for yourself. If that means pulling over, going to a park, if it means like, I'll be back. <laughs> when you come back, you'll be back and you'll be ready to yeah. deal with whatever you got to deal with. I, I feel like you, you keep saying not to focus on religion, but I have a feeling you are going to be singing in a choir and Duck is going to get an invitation to come to the church. (laughs) 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 I have a feeling is there a heart? He's going to just. Is there a heart in the house? No. I just watched that movie a couple of weeks ago. It is. Good it's movie. a great movie. It's, it's a really great is. movie. It's a good feel good movie. But shout out to Rob Townsend. Yeah, no shout doubt. out to Rob Townsend. Fucking genius. Um, so let, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the show. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you guys joined us today. This is going to be a long one, but I'm sure you're going to enjoy every minute of it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one, but you're going to enjoy every minute of it. You're going to enjoy oh. every minute of it. Oh, pause. You guys are so dirty. <laughs> but thanks for joining us for another episode of Decoding 40. Make sure that you tune in every Friday for a new episode. Make sure you go to decoding40pod.com and pick up yourself some merch to help us. And if you just want to send us a donation, it's a dollar sign Decoding 40 at a Cash App. Help us out. you know, hey, a dollar in a dream is all we need. Are you not entertained? (laughs) Oh, this is not why you are here. (laughs) Spaniard, Spaniard. 
All right. Mm. Uh, that's been another episode of Decoding 40. And uh, that's it, man. Peace. 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 Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. 